Volume One, Chapter Eight of *The Rebel Rose* by Justin McCarthy and Rosa Campbell Prade. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight, about Champion. Bellarmin and Tressel were walking through the green park. They are badly advising that girl. Tressel said abruptly, "Who are they? I don't quite know. The people, whoever they are, who have her in hand." why did they get that thing put into the park lane pictorial why such a thing anywhere and in any case why the park lane pictorial oh they know nothing about it don't they you bet they do someone does if i know anything about anything i know that the park lane pictorial never published that portrait and that memoir and the whole lot of it without being well paid oh but that is impossible she would never listen to such an idea bellarmin spoke with angry surprise she wouldn't eh well you ought to know i suppose better than i at any rate tressel cast a keen glance at bellarmin's face as he spoke anybody who knew anything of her would know that as a matter of fact i judge from inference only i met her for the first time in the house of commons to-night yes very good then somebody about her is doing things without her knowledge and she ought to be put on her guard lord stonehenge certainly would not tolerate anything of the kind bellarmin said no no of course he wouldn't in point of fact no one who knows london would do it but the people who have this girl in hand don't all of them know london anyhow there it is you had better give someone the straight tip or tell her yourself you speak as if you had some knowledge of her affairs said bellarmin with an interest which he could not disguise i have some knowledge of the affairs of most people replied tressel and i am always in a quiet way on the lookout for information there's no knowing when it may come in handy a habit acquired in journalism and not a bad training for a politician try it i do happen to know something about miss beaton's claims and miss beaton's adherents stonehenge among them does he want to marry her bellarmin asked abruptly don't think so no stonehenge is a dreamer a man of chimeras like many of these catholic people a man who half believes in the king's evil and the virtue of royal touch by a legitimist sovereign of course a man who cherishes as a sacred heirloom the historic wig of his majesty charles the second no stonehenge doesn't want to marry her they are only hoping to put the thin end of the wedge in by the way did anyone ever try to put the thick end of the wedge in if it were not too ridiculous one might imagine some deep-laid scheme oh there won't be a civil war just yet unless you start it you might turn the irish-american energies in that direction not a bad notion a second stuart bid for the irish support stonehenge isn't such a fool though he is a legitimist there may be a plot against the throne in the brain of that white mustached old ass who got the sabre cut at solfrino why always a sabre cut added tressel meditatively have you observed that fanatics foreign finions and legitimist agitators which all comes to much the same thing have generally in novels and out of them got a sabre cut somewhere why not a bullet hole however a bad whist player will try to force his enemy's hand with the ten of trumps i dare say that's the general's notion but miss beaton's claims 
has she any at all any that are real i have heard something of an ancestral estate oh yes she has a bona fide claim on an estate in the palatinate of lancaster left by a steward adherent in the latter days of anne when the old woman herself seemed inclined for a steward restoration it was left to the eldest princes in the steward family and in default to the eldest succeeding princesses of the line there's the whole pretension in an historical nutshell well said bellarmin well the hanoverian ministers simply seized the property for the crown it's conceivable however that a prime minister of england say an enthusiast like champion possessed with fantasies of reform might be wrought upon to recognize the claim on the part of the undoubted representative of the stuarts merely as a family possession however enough about that now what about champion about champion quite so about champion are you coming to terms with him you may speak out with me i know all about it and i saw champion to-day and he particularly wished me to see you in an easy informal sort of way and get to know what your ideas are on the whole subject first the thing itself next the time when bellarmin was silent for a while he was surprised to hear that sir victor had made tressel his confidant on such a subject bellarmin himself was inclined to believe in tressel on the whole as a sincere and serious politician but he never supposed that a man with the intensity of conviction and the lack of humor which alike characterized champion could be got to put himself and his schemes into the power of a teller of scandalous anecdotes and a maker of cynical jokes i see that you are a little astonished my youthful politician to think that champion should make me his emissary it does seem odd doesn't it but i managed to work it out of him and to work myself into him i have my peculiar advantages don't you see and i got him to see them i talked to everybody and so nothing is inferred from my talking to anybody then i am not a serious politician everybody says that and what everybody says must be true therefore of course nobody would believe that so tremendously serious a politician as lucifer would think of taking me into any confidence then if i were to let out the secrets nobody would give them a moment's attention seeing it's me don't you know then again if the worst came to the worst i could be disavowed so easily oh it's only tressel's absurd talk nobody minds him and the thing is at an end don't you see yes there is a good deal in what you say but this is a serious business has champion told any of his colleagues in office not one most of them are mere puppets whom he can set in motion when he likes and move in any direction he pleases saxon he is a little afraid of but he thinks it safest to keep saxon in the dark for the present saxon is the sort of man who accepts accomplished facts if champion can say to him look here this is a definite policy to which i am pledged in my own mind will you go with me or desert me he thinks there would be his best chance for nailing saxon well what does champion want of me champion thinks you are a clever young fellow with some fresh ideas and plenty of go who has made enormous strides in the political race and has the faculty of keeping the house amused by showing it game the house always likes that 
he thinks you must be about as tired of the stupid old ways as he is himself that's why i stick to champion because he wants to do something new and plucky champion thinks that you would have wit enough to see that some reform of this absurd old anomaly must be made soon and that a clean sweep would be as easily done as a little trimming and clipping he fancies that you are a sort of man who would rather be identified with a great reform which is inevitable than care about the barren honour of opposing it he thinks progressive toryism might very properly include in its progress a march over the ruins of the house of lords he wants to form a new party and he is eclectic and he wants you to belong to it will you see him no i think not i don't see the use i don't fancy i could do him any good just now at all events the house of lords as it is now constituted has got to go everyone with the prophetic eye must see that i should like my progressive tories to have a hand in the construction of the new chamber whatever it is to be of course champion would go for some sort of second chamber oh yes i wouldn't if i could but he is strong on it and i don't much mind either way but i doubt about the time and i am inclined to think that champion's notion of springing the scheme upon his old colleagues will lead to a smash i don't see my way to it tressel that's all i can say if i were to advise him i should tell him he ought to take lord saxon into his confidence at once he won't do that look here bellarmin it's not lord saxon i'm afraid of so far as this business is concerned no who else lady saxon i've some reason to suspect that she and champion are old pals and he would be easily managed by a clever woman like that i don't believe there is an atom of foundation for your suspicion about her and champion about their having been friends before her marriage said bellarmin hastily yet with an uneasy recollection of the conference on the terrace all right said tressel good night end of volume one chapter eight